0: Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary on this instant reaction to the NFC Championship game between the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for checking this one out. If you want one of these for the AFC Championship game, it's already been done on this site as well as for the WWE's Royal Rumble. Um, So, uh, what we are going to be talking about today is uh, Detroit really fumbling away a victory against San Francisco. Um, If you like this video, uh, make sure you physically like it, that helps out a lot, and subscribe to the channel also, uh, you can follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at PrimetimeKlein Twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. And you can email the show Couch Potato Diary at yahoo.com. Um, it's also available in podcast form. If you're listening there, make sure you leave a review and subscribe to the channel. Okay, let's get into this one. It is pretty well assumed that Dan Campbell cost his team this game. And I agree just in a different way than I think a lot of people are talking about. A lot of people are going to be focusing on the fourth downs, and I will get to those in a minute. The big way this game was lost was third and goal with about a minute left, and they hand the ball off. Down 10, hand the ball off to David Montgomery. And then he doesn't get in, they call a timeout. At that moment, the game is over. Simply put, the game is done at that time. That is a gigantic strategic error that you simply cannot have. The entire football playing world, the entire Madden playing world, knows that if they have the ball and you don't have all three timeouts, the game is over. It's done. You cannot rely on the onside kick. You cannot rely on like, hey, maybe we'll stop on the run and we'll get the ball back like 10 seconds left. Like San Francisco was smart enough to, to know to not let you have that. They cost themselves in that moment. That is a spectacularly dumb play call. It is a spectacularly dumb decision to then call the timeout. If you're going to do that, have two plays ready and rush to the line for fourth down. You cannot use a timeout in that situation. Cannot be done. It is a failure on all levels to call that play and not have anything ready after it to have to call the timeout. Really, it shouldn't have even got down to there. It should have been at some point we're taking three shots to the end zone here. We got a minute and a half left. We can't fuck around down at the goal line. We're taking three shots here. If we don't get it, we're kicking a field goal. That has to be it. That had the end of discussion. To just okay, well, now we're gonna get it down to the three, and now we're gonna get down to the two, and now we're all oh then here we go. No, 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 no. This is for a chance to go to the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. You at some point, have to just accept, like, look, we're not going to get it here, kick the field goal, and live to fight another day. Try to, to get the ball back with three big stops on a run, which, by the way, we were pretty good at doing. I get Christian McCaffrey kind of cooked you at sometimes this game, but that that is your only chance. To put your entire season on recovering an onside kick is a disaster of a decision that cost the Detroit Lions in this game dearly. Awful, awful awful decision. Um, the early fourth down go for it in the second half, I didn't really have much of a problem with. It does suck that immediately the entire game turned around. <laughs> so it, it, it becomes a bit more difficult to defend because like as soon as they do that, San Francisco's like, "Well, <clears throat> guess we're just winning now." And then the pass bounces off of a guy's face mask and Ayuk comes up with the inters- uh, comes up with the, the big play. Uh, for the touchdown and then there's a fumble and now all of a sudden the game is tied or whatever it ends up being and you're just like what the shit just happened here like that I I, I completely understand that that one was just like you, you already are kind of rolling here a little bit let's see if you can really like foot on the throat and by the way like the play call was that Reynolds just dropped it um. so that was that, that was a bit difficult um, but not indefensible the other one when you're down seven uh down by three with seven minutes to go and the half has gone the way it has like your offense hasn't been able to do anything um the first half excellent third and 12 yeah we'll run a draw and get a first down third and 18 whatever we'll throw a quick pass and just get there for first down they were getting anything they wanted that wasn't happening in the second half adjustments had been made you have to adjust how you are viewing this football game And they go for it on fourth down, down by three in, like, chip shot field goal range, and they don't get it. And, like, at that point, the game does feel over. That is the one I have the bigger issue with than the early one. The early one, it's whatever. It's, it were Detroit Lions football. And I understand you have this identity of a team going for it, but at some point, you have to have the identity of a team that wins football games and you kick the field goal there, it's a tie game. Your defense hasn't been able to stop a nosebleed, I understand, but even if you kick the field goal, San Francisco gets the ball back and marches it down the field, which, by the way, they did, you still at least have the ball, and it's a one-score game, and you can go down there and try to win. Or tie, or whatever. If you want to do the, we're fucking crazy, man, go for two in a game that's down seven. Uh, Right? Like, just do it that way. But... To not kick the field goal there, to not take the points and tie the game. And I am the furthest from the take the points guy, right? Like, I am, I, I, I am very aggressive in where I want teams to be going for it on fourth down. Um, that was not the spot. That that was 100% not the spot to go for it there. That was 100% the spot to, all right, take the layup, kick the field goal, let's just move on. Um... To not do that, like it's, I understand it's who you have been all season long. You have to read the room. Your offense has done nothing in the second half. Their team has just been an absolute wrecking ball the entire half. And you now have a chance to build some momentum here. And I understand momentum is a hotly debated thing all of a sudden. I don't know how you can say it doesn't exist when you see how this football game played out. Um, Like momentum isn't real. It just so happens that one team dominated the first and one team dominated the second. It it wasn't because they were able to pick up momentum or anything like that. Now, maybe it can be a touch overrated. I'll grant you that, but it exists. Um, To not be able to at least stop the bleeding for a second and be like, hey guys, we're tied with seven minutes left in the NFC Championship game. We would have taken that all season long if anyone would have offered that to us. Now we are in this spot. We are a couple of good plays away from winning this football game. Let's go do it. Instead, they don't make the play. The offense comes back, heads down, and San Francisco runs it down their throat and ends up winning the football game and just putting it out of reach. That is a spot where, like, you you just... I understand it's your aggression and it's whatever, but... That cost them as well. Not as much as the the, the third downplay, but that one cost them. To always be the team that goes for it or to never be the team that goes for it, each of them has flaws. I, I think you should go for it more, and I understand the math would tell you if you just always go for it, then eventually it plays out 50-50 or whatever. But um, And it's not a guarantee that the kicker makes a field goal, right? But um, I don't... I just don't think you can just always be the team that goes for it. I think you can be the team that goes for it more than anyone else. But the always goes for it thing in that spot, like it just, that spot was dying for this team to kick that field goal. And it just, I I thought, I thought it cost them. You you have a chance with seven minutes left to tie up the NFC Championship game in a game where you are a seven and a half point underdog. I think you got to take that. I think, I just, I think you have to take that chance. Um, This was a great recovery by San Francisco. This was the exact type of win that no one thought San Francisco could put up. Um, Defensively, they certainly had some issues in that first half, right? Like, um, Jamison Williams was just an absolute beast on that touchdown run. Uh, Jameer Gibbs had big play after big play after big play. This is a big day for the pay the running backs crew um, because you have the top one running back in the league. And, a running back who was drafted with a very high pick, who was able to come up with some gigantic plays that really set the Detroit Lions up. But San Francisco got punched in the mouth a lot in that first half and recovered. And Brock Purdy, I thought, was excellent in the second half. Recognizing when to step up, uh, making some good throws. They got George Kittle involved, which I thought they kind of needed to uh, a little bit more. Um, This was... This was a bit of a a um, a bit of a comeback and a bit of a game that Kyle Shanahan would not have won a while ago. But they were able to just float on the gas pedal, score on five straight possessions, and light up the the, the Detroit Lions. Um, people were saying, like, Brock Purdy's going to be able to, to silence a lot of critics. He did in that second half. He was phenomenal. There's nothing you can say. He is an NFL quarterback. Is he the second best quarterback in the league? No. But is he good enough that this team could win a Super Bowl in a couple of weeks, you're damn right he is. Um, And the weapons around him are phenomenal. Debo, I don't think he was at 100%, but he was still fantastic. Chase Young had some issues. um, And that was a bit of a problem on the defensive side. They had some tackling problems in the first half, but then they started getting to the quarterback. Goff's starting to push it a little bit. And San Francisco's just starting to make those plays. Swig of water for the working man. This was such a, like, a tale of two halves, but such a dominant comeback in the second half for San Francisco to really set themselves up. They open as the favorite at three. That got bet down immediately, and now it's basically a pick We are set up for a tremendous Super Bowl. I get, and again, like, I I talk about this in the AFC one. I am a, a Vegas Raider fan. I am hardwired to hate both of these teams. I can't wait. I am so excited. I know a lot of teams or a lot of people are just kind of sick of Kyle Shanahan and Patrick Mahomes and these guys just always being around here. These are two extremely high-level teams going head-to-head for the game's richest prize. It does not get better than this. It would have been, like, Baltimore being in this, it doesn't take away from it at all. I don't think Baltimore's a complete team. And, like, the Detroit story would have been great. But I don't need the extra stories or anything like that I just need the two best football teams facing each other. And we have at least two of the five best football teams facing each other this year. I'll take it. On the one hand, Kyle Shanahan. And we'll get, excuse me, we'll get into this throughout the week. Kyle Shanahan with a chance to finally get over that hump that no one thought he could be able to with the quarterback drafted with the very last pick of his draft, going up against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, looking to firmly sculpt their faces on the Mount Rushmore of all-time coach and all-time quarterback with a juggernaut on both sides. Both defenses, phenomenal. Both offenses have one side more than the other, have skill position players that every team would kill for and high level players at a number of different spots and it's just gonna come down to who is better on that day i am so excited for this super bowl for the lions this is tough um, because you're right there you haven't been right there like they've never been to the super bowl um this is the first time in the conference championship in 30 some years and now some big pieces could be leaving in free agency but a culture has been built and a, uh, a system is now in place for this team to be successful. I'm not saying they're going to get back to this point. They may not. This is a really tough spot to get back to. There's 32 teams in the NFL. You were one of the last four. That's really hard to do. But I think, like, in a couple of weeks probably once the Super Bowl is over, Lions fans can really look back on this as just a phenomenal time for their team and hopefully the start of something because this was fun. I I shit on the Lions a lot. I was a Lions hater. They have some things they need to shore up Um, and I, I doubted this team a lot. I hated the pick of Gibbs. I thought that this team was vulnerable all season And they were a couple of plays away from shoving it in my face. I mean, they they did. They shoved it in my face. They got to the NFC title game. But they were a couple of plays away from shoving it in my face and making it to the Super Bowl. Good on them for doing that. All right, that's going to do it for the show today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I said, there's going to be five podcasts this week, like, like always. Three of them were today. Um, and the other two, I can't promise when they're going to come out. Uh, Friday, for sure, we're going to have fights in football Friday. I ain't missing that. We're going to do NFL off-season preview. What do these teams need? What are some of the big things that we're looking for? Um, going to relook at the, the WrestleMania predictions that I made for night one and night two coming off of all of the news of the week in the world of professional wrestling. Um, and we'll get into some MMA talk as well as we look at the Frankie Edgar legacy as he goes into the Hall of Fame. Plus, uh, Mungia against Ryder was a battle for the ages in boxing. So going to dissect that at some point, too, this week. Thank you all so much for tuning in. For updates, follow Couch Potato Diary on Facebook. Follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKline. Twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email this show, Couch Potato Diary at yahoo.com thank you all so much for tuning in today and i'll talk to you guys sometime later this week i'm out